Welcome back to Conspiracy Club, the only podcast that will survive the rapture. I'm Tom. And I'm Emir. I don't know about that, though, but I'm Emir. You don't think we were going to survive the rapture? I don't know. Do they have studios in heaven? I don't think so. We're going to hell either way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I paid my dues. (laughs) (laughs) This week, uh, we're talking about the granddaddy of conspiracies, the New World Order. Uh, there's really not much other lead-in I can give to it. It's kind of like the conspiracy. So are you ready to talk about this, Amir? Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get into Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. Three of them come together and taking down the WCW. Yes, yeah, so we're actually going to – this is actually a, 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 a switch-up, and we're going to do pinned this week. Yeah, yeah. all my wrestling fans are listening. You know that. You you get that one. But everyone else is like, who the fuck is in? Well, actually, wrestling was big enough back then, so they should know. Well, this actually starts a little bit, probably before any of those guys are even born. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So this theory starts in the 1900s, a century like many before it, wrought with political upheaval, though dealing with more modern problems. The 1900s saw World War II and one, Vietnam, Korea, the Russian Revolution, the Cold War, and God knows how many other wars and revolutions The century dealt with civil rights and the Great Depression. Some of the greatest and most notorious figures in history lived in the 1900s, including some of the most powerful people to ever walk this planet. Times of mass change like these were given the term New World Order, particularly in the periods following World War I and II. Many people saw these opportunities as times to implement a global government power to deal with issues that were outside the effect or power of states. These thoughts are what led to the formation of such entities as the League of Nations, United Nations, and NATO. So basically, New World Order, how we know it, um, did not always have the same uh, meaning. Yeah, it kind of was like, here's a here's a government body. And it that- was like, yeah, we want we want this is a big time of change. So let's implement a new world order so that way we can like have a you know, be in a better position. Yeah, one of those, well, no, two of those worked and one of them didn't. The League of Nations came and went quickly. Yeah, yes, it did. And it caused World War Two. you know, because they were all like, France, you got to, oh, no, Germany, you had to pay France for being terrible for the First World War. But when you think about... um these the idea for these isn't necessarily bad if we can all like the united nations if we can get you know all these leaders together to kind of behave more civilly it might you know in theory prevent future wars yeah it's never bad until it's like you get a group of like a small group of people together and they're like all right let's come up with some dastardly things to do i don't know but the idea of one group or entity having power or conceived power over all the others was terrifying to a lot of people, especially to nations like America that were incredibly nationalistic. And why wouldn't Americans be fearful? We had just won two world wars and were yet to be embarrassed by the likes of those to come. The largest and most powerful superpower in the world would, understandably, be reluctant to resign itself to a more equal footing with other nations. Progressives, however, largely favored this idea their only fear being a lack of democracy evident in these organizations. Yeah. 
I can, yeah, if put myself in the mind of someone back then, I can understand why you might be like, we're better than the rest of them, so why are we hanging out with them? Or say, yeah, we're better than the rest of them, so why would I be like, I'm going to join this group that hands my power, or hands, you know, yeah, some of my power, over to a group instead of me having it all by myself? Yeah, we're superior. We're not like the rest of them. I get it. It doesn't, at the same time, it doesn't make sense because it always falls into some type of war happening whenever we sit by and watch everybody else, you know, do shit, but it is what it is. You know, isolationism is stupid. Well, I think imperialism is also stupid. Both eyes are dumb, but yeah, they both lead to war. The idea of New World Order used to mean a time of great change. It would only adopt a more conspiratorial meaning when bundled with the burgeoning nationalism and supremacism in the United States. The Red Scare of the 40s and 50s only caused Americans to embrace and propagate fears around groups like the Freemasons, the Illuminati, and even the Jews as groups behind an international communist conspiracy. The Red Scare was actually instrumental in shaping a pillar of the American political right, a resistance to big government and its policies with the fear that it is part of a process that will lead to a one-world government or a communist collective. I still don't know why we bit, like blame Jews for stuff. So we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's like this kind of fear of um, these big bankers, these international bankers, and a lot of those happen to be Jewish people, or like a lot of them in America even happen to be Jewish people, yeah. or run by Jewish people, like Goldman and Sachs and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, to me, the Freemasons, the Freemasons are a little more scary. Uh, the Illuminati is still not confirmed, so I can't really agree. I say the interesting thing is that basically the Freemasons, and the Illuminati are like conspiracy centered groups. Like that's kind of what their whole existence is based around. Yeah. But Jewish people are just like a kind of religion that we're just like that people were just like, mm, you have you're very wealthy. So I think that you're evil. Yeah, and even for me, like, the Illuminati is, like, my whole thing is, like, it's not, like, a confer- – like, they haven't been around. The, the There was a group called the Illuminati back in, like, ni- 1800s, 1900s, like, early. But, like, the Freemasons have been – they've been out here. There's some people that are Freemasons. Isn't Shaq yeah. a Freemason? I don't know. I saw National Treasure, though. They're in there, too. Ah, oh, that doesn't count. Horseshit. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like Nicolas Cage movies. People don't talk that way anymore. Oh, God. I got to end this podcast. Just, I don't like those, those, isn't there three of them or is there two of them? There's two. They put me to sleep when I was a kid. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Oh, my God. If Mackenzie's listening to this episode, she's going to be so disappointed in you. She does, those are like her favorite, some of her favorite movies. You know, it's some of my favorite, too, and I know Caroline likes them as well. They're kind of, they're big good movies that's a sequel that we need that's a series that needs to get rebooted those are three people who probably really like naps <laughs> and well, yeah that puts you right to bed i disagree but you, you anyways secretly agree but all right continuing right-wing populace of the john birch society disseminated conspiracy theories in the 60s claiming that the U.S. and Soviet Union were being run by a group of corporate entities hell-bent on using the U.N. to create a one-world government. 
American writer Gary Allen was the one to use the term New World Order to describe a group of secretive global elite dedicated to the eradication of the sovereignty of the world's nations. As the fear of communism wore off with the end of the Red Scare, the fall of the Soviet Union, and the end of the Cold War, the subject of the New World Order shifted to globalists, which desired a one-world government run by an untouchable oligarchy of bankers, politicians, corporate elite, or even the UN itself. To me, the weird thing about like groups like this, when they include politicians, it's like, but politicians could lose their spot. So then, like, would they not be in it anymore? Uh, maybe. But also, like, pre- people like presidents, um, they hold, like, they still have considerable influence even when they're out of office. Yeah. Some, yeah. But I think okay. it's more of that, like, they're, they might, you know, like Mitch McConnell, he's been in the fucking Senate for God knows how long, too long. So maybe it's stuff like that, like, people like that that have, have established um, presences that don't seem to be shifting anytime soon are then corrupt and they're part of this new world government or this new world order, this one world government. Well, unfortunately for guys like Teenage Mutant Mitch McConnell and stuff, there's a thing called death, you know? Yeah, that's true as well. But that's for that. That touches, I guess that's the, the one touchable part of this oligarchy is they can just die. And plus like those guys have been around for a while because, you know, people love them. I don't know. Mitch is a nice, he kind of looks like a turtle man. Like, I can't hate on that. He definitely does. Yeah, you know? So, yeah. I mean, shit happens. But I do understand. I mean, that was always the problem with it, like, including, like, I can get, like, the bankers. But even bankers, like, it's like, if that was the case, why would they let Goldman and Sachs die? Or did Goldman and Sachs die? I would assume so. I think that bank's pretty old. Yeah, like. That that business. Well, whatever bank like fell that they based that movie on why would they let it fall if it was like a part of this well they got bailed out (laughs) well yeah they did get bailed out but like why would they still let it fall you know if they're part of this oligarchy consider this that would weak if it if it fell um maybe that was like a uh that was their the goal all along because then they uh that really fucked over a lot of americans because they were suddenly weakened financially uh Okay. It's much easier to control them at that point. Okay, yeah. Sort of. Usually when people are like at that they're most poor, that's when they start to revolt. Yeah, and they're they're easier to kind of mold than manipulate because they're they're kind of powerless or they feel that way. Okay. All right, you've you've convinced me. But so this is John Birch Society. Um they're the first people or they're among the first, they're the first like popular group to really start to use this idea of a new world order as something that is more sinister rather than just marking a time of upheaval. Still, to some, the idea of a new world order wasn't as nefarious. On March 6th, 1991, President George H.W. Bush delivered a speech to a joint session of Congress titled, Toward a New World Order, wherein he laid out his plan for post-Cold War global governance with Russia. Quote, Until now, the world we've known has been a world divided, a world of barbed wire and concrete block, conflict and Cold War. Now we can see a new world coming into view, a world in which there is a very real prospect of a new world order. In the words of Winston Churchill, 
a world order in which the words of justice and fair play protect the weak against the strong. A world where the United Nations, freed from Cold War stalemate, is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its founders. A world in which freedom and respect for human rights find a home among all nations. End quote. I don't know where anybody gets pissed off in this speech. Like, this is actually, it's a good, there's a good statement. Just well, it's, he used, it's the fact that he uses the term New World yeah, Order. Just that, he used that, that, and it's becoming stigmatized now. Yeah, but I don't think he was thinking that when he like, you know, put that in there. He was also like eighty something, or he no, he wasn't. But you know, you can't really blame him for that. Well, you'll see how it gets spun, and then I'll talk about also what he likely actually meant by New World Order. Okay, I'm I'm ready because I I still I don't see anything wrong yet. Like, at what point has this became like some evil shit? So, Christians and the secular right were found to be quite alarmed by the speech, with some groups believing it was a sign of the end times. The more grounded theorists feared the power that the UN might possess. In all likelihood, Bush was not signaling the end times or hinting at a shadowy one-world government, but actually rationalizing American imperialism in the Middle East. How ironic is it that like the UN really has like damn near no power? You know? I mean, it's an important group to be a part of, but it is. It's, but like, it, I think the way that it's being spun in this episode is like it's it has a hundred percent of the power, like they control everything. When it's not, doesn't really necessarily go like that. Yeah, because there's been so many people that's been like "fuck you" to the UN that they couldn't really do anything about it. I don't know. It's interesting because another we'll get to it later, but another one of the things people were afraid of when it when it was constructed was the European Union and the EU. And they're talking about, uh, the, excuse me, the European Union and the Euro. Um, they're talking about how that was like that's like a step towards this new world order. But then you, we have recently we just had Brexit. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, why would they do that if it was a step towards a new world order? And also, like, I love me some Jesus and all. You know, I I got a Bible somewhere but every christians always believe for some reason that if something like it's always in the times like something's in the time or they showed gay people on the television oh shit it's the end of time it's a rapture yeah like or it'll be like oh uh uh you think of something else that they're really against right now uh mostly it's like oh these cartoons are gay Oh, well, in the times. You, you might be disappointed to learn that it's a great deal of the people that are kind of um, galvanized into conspiracism by stuff like the New World Order. A lot of them are Christians. Plus the people who there are like those people are going to cause like the end of times. They're all Christians. Yeah. Which is it's so weird. It's like. The, this government guy's gonna call us in the times. He's a Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like there's less people that aren't Christians than there is that are Christians. It's really weird. I mean, it, that may be true, but it is still the world's biggest religion. It I is. Believe. It is. It, well, yeah. I'm just gonna say yes for sure without if, doing. He's gonna say research. if not the biggest, it's one of the biggest. Yeah, it's like top three or top five. But, hey, you know, shout out to Jesus. 
1991, Pat Robertson, American televangelist, wrote the bestseller, The New World Order, and quickly became the most famed Christian disseminator of conspiracy theories in recent history. In his book, he describes a situation where Wall Street, the Federal Reserve System, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group, and the Trilateral Commission control the flow of events behind the scenes, nudging people constantly and covertly in the direction of the Antichrist. As time went on, a militant rise in anti-government ideology was formed along with the growing militia movement. This was spread through rallies, meetings, books, videotapes sold at gun shows, radio programs, fax networks, and bulletin boards. It's believed that AM radio shows, as well as the internet, most widely contributed to this movement. The New World Order conspiracy was growing and began to seep its way into history, involving the assassination of JFK, UFOs, lost land theorists, and occultists galvanized by the satanic panic. Not only did New World Order theories propagate the idea of this one world government, but they also furthered a growing disillusionment in political efficacy. One question really fast. What was the uh, what's the lost world or lost land shit? So that is a theory that basically there used to be another continent, basically like in terms of like Pangaea and when like the Earth was separating, and it kind of had a secret society, it had a society on it, and then that like broke off and then like fell into the ocean or some shit. And so there's like this secret, yeah, kind of. So there's like this secret. I believe this is correct. I didn't do a ton of reading on it. There's like this secret society that's like lost, basically. It's basically and somehow it's connected to New World Order, and yeah, it's basically Atlantis. So, like, let me get here's a typical. I'm just gonna. I haven't read it at all, but here's like the typical what it would be like. They were so ahead of their time in technology, and then the government got mad because they tried to separate from them, and then they made them disappear. Yep. It's quite possibly what they believe. I will have to do. We'll have to look into it a little bit more. Maybe do an episode on it. Yeah, this sounds like One Piece. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> but I don't feel like explaining because that just takes too much time. Yeah, that's some weeb shit. We don't have time for that on this show, dude. I will take you out back. At this time, it wasn't just the radicals or the kooks that brought these ideas to larger audiences, but now Hollywood and television. The X-Files is considered a notable example of this subculture. The ideas even found their way to none other than Fox News, with personalities like Glenn Beck and Sean Hannity stating that, quote, conspiracy theorists were right, end quote, and encouraging far-right lone wolf extremists. So were they like saying like, the New World Order is real? Kind of, basically, yeah. Okay, two. there's two problems with that. Why what I'm so confused by like where the where would the idea of a new world order fall on like the political spectrum? Like would they be like a leftist organization or like a right wing one? I don't really know how to categorize it or if if even spawn fall on the spectrum. It's really that these people are we talked about before how this fear of um big organizations that kind of collected power like the UN and stuff like that. Um, that was a, that, that kind of formed a pillar of the American political right, which Fox news is notorious for being a part of. Um, and so people like this are going to definitely side 
or believe maybe that the conspiracy theorists were right because of big government kind of policies that may have been implemented at the time. But okay. I, and I, I guess that. I guess ultimately New World Order is the biggest government. So if you consider if you associate it like that, then it would be you know far left. Something like cuz it technically um Nazism and fascism is left is like ultra left. Yeah. Because of its like it's like so government focused, but it's also yeah. like when you think of Nazis, it's like alt right shit and stuff like that. Okay, side thing. I remember I said three things. I'm, I mean, two things. I'm going to change it to three. So, thing number two. So, who are the people that you usually would say are faces of like a new world order type of thing? Like, you know, for example, like oh, I would throw Bush in there. Well, it's really any polit- any world leader, any yeah, banker. But at the same corporate time, corporate elite, like, and then it'd also probably be media people like this that could shift opinion. That's what I'm saying. So, like, but see, the thing is, what you're thinking is why they would probably be a part of it. But the thing is, so let's put on let's put Fox News on blast. They somehow still think they're like the underdogs, even though they're like the biggest media organization in terms of news on the planet. Okay. So it's kind of like it's paradoxical. Yeah, because it's like if you also like you saying that it's a like a a left wing thing. This like um uh, this new world order, but like all the people who like everyone considers to be a part of it is also like on the right. Yeah. So it's it's really weird because it'd be like like you're not you don't go like uh let me see. I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say Tom you're a fucking you're a new world order member like i you have nothing but like yeah. but like in this case i'd be like if anything i'd be like sean hannity you're a member of the new world order like or like george hw bush the guy who you said was like the guy who gave the new world order speech is a member of it but like he's also right wing so i'm so it throws me off at times so we'll get into it a little bit more later on and it'll talk about how um how people believe how how why these right wing people are believe that it's a left wing thing because some of the policies they believe will be associated with the implementation of a new world order. New, and last but not least, if it was real, these two would be dead. Sean Hannity and Glenn Beck. Yes, they would be so dead. I mean, if it was They'd, real, I feel like you'd be like the conspiracy theorists were right is probably not good for you in general. Yeah, and then they would, I mean, it'd be, like, so dead, like, they'd play it off, like, well, we sent Sean, uh, you know, Africa to deal with something, and they just got him. I don't know what happened. We saw that George H.W. Bush had used it, and it had it, come up before um, with Winston Churchill and uh, and uh, Woodrow Wilson are kind of prominently used the term New World Order. Um, but that was when it had a different context, except for in H.W. Bush, it's when it's kind of shifting. But at this point, the term New World Order has found its way into the vocabulary of politicians and pundits who use the term when discussing their advocacy for reform of the global financial system and their calls for international currency. Yeah. I'd... Which kind of goes into the Sean Hannity, why the, why the right fe- fears that it's a left thing. Yeah, because it's a it's kind of a, that's a big government thing, and then they're they're calling for first of all reform of the global financial system is like way too much to get into. Um, it, but international currency, international currency, that's kind of 
you're kind of uh, slightly, you're decreasing the differences and the barriers between nations by saying we all use the same currency. Stuff like the euro, it's like that people are kind of afraid of that because then there's, there's less of a reason to be separate in, in, in their eyes or it's leading towards that idea. Yeah, it would be easier, but at the same time, like also it would upset a lot of the balance because there are people who are like super rich in their countries. And if you like converted the money they had into like a universal thing, there'd be way too many, like there'd be too many billionaires out here. Undoubtedly, such groups believe a new world order is in effect or looming in the shadows. But just how would such an entity be implemented? That's where several ideas come into the mix. Their first being the idea of gradualism. Generally, theorists believe that the New World Order is being implemented gradually with the increasing development of groups like the Federal Reserve, the League of Nations, the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, the World Bank, the World Health Organization, the European Union and the Euro, the World Trade Organization, the African Union, and the Union of South American Nations being high points in their theory. Okay. So... People believe it's a gradual thing, like it just didn't happen overnight. Yeah, so we're like gonna we're gonna keep adding these groups that kind of bring powers these powers together, um, and we're gonna keep adding them until we all just become there's just one big group that controls everything. All right, I can I now if there was a like a new world order, that's the way I would see it happening. Slowly, it's slowly, yeah, slowly, slowly, slowly happen, because if it was like. You know, they kind of just popped them and like, this is how we're going to do it. You know how many people be like, I'm taking up arms. You know? Yeah, we'll actually get to that too. Okay, wow. So it is widely believed in this subculture that the North American Union and the Amero currency will be the next milestone in implementation of the New World Order. This would lead to the erasure of the borders between Canada, Mexico, and the United States. And this is and this is kind of where we get to the thing that right wing people are afraid of, this erasure of the borders. It's definitely not going to happen anytime soon, especially considering we're trying to build a, a fucking wall time. there. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I can only see it maybe happening with like us in Canada. Yeah, well, this is where I was like, oh man, if this is if this is how they're planning to get it done, it's going to take a minute because people are petrified of destroying our borders. Dude, or weakening the borders. Them, it's going to take them centuries for that to go down. Hey, maybe this has because, been in play for centuries. Yeah, but even if that's the case, then they would be losing. Yeah. <laughs> Badly. Because like I said, people are, this is like, we are at max. Like, we need a fucking wall. Like, this is max. It can, it's, might go higher, but they would be losing badly. Maybe Canada, because it's, like, it's really easy to get into Canada at this point. But Mexico? Shit. Okay, so if you, you think gradualism, that's if that were to happen, that's how it would happen, but it's having issues. Not everyone believes that gradualism will be is being the way it's implemented or uh, will be the way that it becomes implemented. Some, notably those involved in militia movement, believe the New World Order will be implemented through a coup d'etat using something called black helicopters. Now, a black helicopter refers less to literal unmarked black helicopters and more to what they symbolize. Black helicopters symbolize a conspiratorial military takeover of the United States. 
Rumors have gone around that suggest the UN patrolled the US using black helicopters and that they have been used by US federal agents to enforce wildlife laws, which are two very different ends of the spectrum. Here's my other thing about people that think like the military is going to attack. Who is in the military? What do you mean? Like citizens? Citizens? And also, do you have family members that are in the military? Uh, Do I personally? Uh, No. You might know someone who does that. Yeah. So so the idea that the military, a whole army full of people that some of us are related to, some of them have families, they're just out of nowhere going to listen to 100% what the government says. They're going to be like, all right, so what we're going to do is attack our own country. No, okay. So listen like, to this, though. I get what you're saying, but later on we're going to talk about something that might make that possible in theory. Okay, because the... And that, is, and that connects all the way back to MKUltra. Oh, shit. Because the idea right now of like a group of people that we have, a lot of us are related to and stuff like that would attack their own country. I don't see that going off. Stories of black helicopters first appeared in the 1970s and were linked to reports of cattle mutilation. It mainly stemmed from an idea in Hal Lindsey's 1970 work, The Late Great Planet Earth, which theorized that the locust-like creatures referenced in the Book of Revelation were actually helicopters, which John would not have been able to comprehend or accurately describe. The first major media attention to black helicopters came in February 1995, when Republican Northern Idaho Representative Helen Chenoweth argued that armed federal agents were landing black helicopters on Idaho ranchers' property to enforce the Endangered Species Act. I can't even hate on that. On what? Like, them landing black helicopters to... Yeah, I can't either. But also, like, are they literal black helicopters? Um, so I'll talk about that, because... While it is black helicopter is more of a symbol of like this unmarked, uh, mysterious helicopter, there are actual black helicopters that are being uh, used by the U.S. Interestingly, black helicopters actually have been in use by the U.S. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection operate a dozen black and gold Blackhawks. The U.S. Army's 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment uses helicopters painted mostly black. Other U.S. forces involved in more stealth operations have also used black helicopters. Really, I could go on because they're used for exercises and operational missions, test flights, as well as by ICE, the U.S. Marshal Service, the DEA, and FBI. Now, it's mostly known for its symbolic nature and has been used pejoratively to ridicule conspiracy theorists. Why are they, what are they, how do they use it to ridicule, ridicule people? So, I know that I think Joe Biden used it probably most famously recently and that was in like 2012 or something and if you say you say something and then you go that'll really agitate the the black helicopter group <laughs> or stuff like that you go oh you believe in the black helicopters or all oh, those are the black helicopter believers over there okay all right no joe yeah oh, well like it would make sense that they would be used already because like police officers are out here using unmarked unmarked vehicles so why the fuck can't the military use them yeah like it, it exactly. just you don't want to fly into i know everyone loves america but we don't want to fly into a battle with our flag waving and an eagle on your chest you don't know america as you drop like bombs like that's not what you want to do you want to kind of get in there stealthily 
But so I just had to go out and explain what a black helicopter was because I didn't know. So I figured maybe you wouldn't know and some of our listeners wouldn't know. So let's get back to the coup d'etat. This takeover is believed to include the suspension of the Constitution, the implementation of martial law, and the appointment of military commanders to head national and state governments, as well as to detain dissidents. I do not see this happening. You don't? No. The second, like, the Constitution would be suspended, everyone would lose their fucking mind. Just think about how many military states there are, though. Yeah, but also think about how much people would lose their fucking minds if someone even came to close to saying, we're going to stop using the Constitution. Yeah, and then maybe the government would be like, all right, we're going to kill you now. And detain you because it says right there the detainment of dissidents. Yeah, but then people are gonna they're gonna take up their you know their arms. Oh, that's interesting that you say that because these theorists are especially active in the gun lobbies and are extremely fearful that any gun control measures are a step toward the new world order. These groups also tend to believe that 9/11 was a false flag operation carried out to justify what they saw as political repression at home and war abroad. So that's why they're like, we need to have our goddamn AK-46. Sorry, we. And as and once again, which groups? What group is that? That what? Which side of the spectrum is that usually? Right. That. Yeah, exactly. These right-wing people want want their guns. They're very constitution-based, and so they're afraid of stuff that would kind of take away from that, and take power away from them, or these this perceived power away from them. It's not the guns that are killing the people. It's the people killing the people. It's the people killing the guns. Whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna, don't take my guns. That's all I'm asking. Some theorists believe that the New World Order is instead being implemented by an intelligence cult at the core of the surveillance industrial complex through mass surveillance and the use of social security numbers, barcoding of retail goods, and most recently, RFID tagging by microchip implants. This has pushed the more radical consumer privacy advocates to become Christian conspiracy theorists, pushing the agenda that we must resist RFID tagging because modern database and communication technologies, coupled with the point-of-sale data capture equipment and complex identification and authentication systems, now make it possible to require a biometrically associated number or mark to make purchases. They fear that this ability to implement such a system mirrors the number of the beast prophesied in the book of Revelation. This is another thing. I just can't see people like accepting us getting microchips put in us. Well, that's already a thing. RFID chipping. Well, yeah. Or tagging. Yeah. I, but also just consider the fact that we already have numbers, social security numbers. Yeah. They already have barcodes. So maybe if you track, track, our, track us that way or track purchases. Um... But even I, I get the microchipping thing, but I think it's a little different than that. Yeah, I feel like it would have to be different. Like you can but, get someone to microchip their dog, but, but, but they're think not about gonna... this. Think, well, they even get kids microchips sometimes. Um, but think about this: if imagine that you, you have your wallet, we've already like we invented credit cards and bank accounts. That way, we would be able to make purchases more easily. And now we what have if in the chips. future we get. What if in the future we get to the point where you just have a number or a chip that they can just read, just draws your money out automatically like that. You don't even need that and need any card or anything physical to make the purchase. It's just attached to you. And the fear is that not, not that it necessarily is happening or I guess that there's the fear that it will happen, but it's mostly the fear that this can happen now. But once again, do you see that the Christians are coming in or people are getting transformed into Christian conspiracy theorists? Yeah. 
Look, I can see maybe. Okay, I can't even lie. I take that back. I can see the kid, like the newer generations coming up and being fine with being chipped, because I feel like the newer generations are like the easier it is, the better it would be. I mean, that's how it has been for so long. And we can look at it and go, that sounds terrible. Why would anybody get microchip? But then you think of things like, you think even about Social Security now, it's super like, the government's going to have a number for me? That seems kind of fascist. Yeah. And now now that's just like, we have Social Security numbers and Social Security is a thing. That probably was a big problem back like when it first was, everyone's going to have a number. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's probably pissed back then. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see things like that. It's just a microchip thing that kind of like it throws me off at times. Like if it was just like everyone gets a card with all their shit on it. Then sure, I can let that. I can. I guess I can let that rock, even if it's like on your phone, because like a lot of people on their iPhones, you can just. We got to a point now where we could just put our phone up to the shit, and they'll like have it all. Yeah, at least that's what I do. But even now, you have your phone, so maybe that's maybe this was developed. This theory was mostly developed before cell phones were as prevalent, and so now you have your phone, which they can essentially track you at any point with. Oh yeah, essentially. So that's that's just another part of this, I guess, this super surveillance focused implementation. Do is they? That they they're watching you and following you, and maybe it's stuff like they can read read all your emails and read all yeah. your messages and listen to all your phone calls I and maybe even like activate your microphone on your on your computer or your phone or your webcam or your, your cameras yeah. on this stuff. I've seen the second uh, Batman movie. Exactly. And also, remember when uh, Xbox 360 first, or no, Xbox One first dropped and you had to get the Kinect and the Kinect was always oh, on? Oh, yeah. Yep. Remember that? And then, I mean, uh, that's how Google Home stuff is, is that it's always listening for this awake command and they were supposedly, delete. they, they delete the information that they don't need, but they're still listening. Yeah, and then uh, what was the other thing? There was another thing that was like that. Plus, oh well, yeah, there was a, there was a way there were the, for a while there was you if you made a uh, FaceTime call, I think, and then you hung up at a certain point. Oh, you can. It would still, still hear. connect to them, and you'd be able to hear through their microphone. Mm-hmm. And then I have a quick question for an Android user, which is you. Do you yeah. guys have like Find My Android? Uh. There's nothing implemented in it like that. Okay, because no. you know, on iPhone, we can just we can find our iPhone, like we can track that shit. Yeah, the government can just if maybe they're already there, sneak in, and just watch people, see what they're going. Yeah, I can see that. I can see. I'm definitely. That's why whenever I'm on the phone, I'm like, look, government, if you're listening, I don't mean any of this. To kind of further talk about this super surveillance, we're gonna talk about January of 2002 when the Information Awareness Office was established by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, to bring together several DARPA projects focused on applying information technology to counter internal threats to national security. Public outcry was focused on the potential for this to lead to a mass surveillance system. Only adding to the conspiracy was that IAO's original logo was the all-seeing eye of providence atop a pyramid looking over the globe with the phrase, Scientia est potentia, knowledge is power, which only galvanized conspiracy theorists who misinterpret the eye and the pyramid is a Masonic symbol of the Illuminati. The public outcry and fear led to IAO being defunded the following year. Imagine if they chose the right logo. Yeah. They'd be still around. Well, I kind of wonder how these people think about like the UK and places like that that have like 
a ton of cameras everywhere. Like on every street corner, there's like a ton yeah. of cameras in their, in their metropolitan areas. Should. Would they, what, do you think they're afraid of that kind of stuff? Like the government's always watching, but it's like the government's like, this is for your safety. Basically in America, it's getting there where there's a fucking camera everywhere. Dude, we should have a camera everywhere, to be we honest with you, kind of should, though. yeah. Yeah, it's some wild that's, shit that, that's, that's going how, on. Maybe that's how they're going to get us. We're like, holy shit. Look at all the bad shit that's happening. Maybe they're propagating all that bad. They're, they're doing all that bad shit. So that way we want cameras everywhere. So that way we feel safer. We yeah. give up a little bit of freedom to feel a little safer. And that's exactly what they want. And like I said, I've seen Fast and the Furious where they had that camera system when it were... Uh, when it could scan your face and they'll be like, oh, there he is right there. It could help. Yeah. Also, I want to ask you, where does, what's his name? Edward Snowden's shit fall in with this. I have no idea. Because remember, like, you know, he broke it that they were listening to you. Yeah. So I guess that maybe that you could argue that Snowden only adds more fuel to the fire of the New World Order conspiracy. Yep. I mean, the NSA in general that existence and function of that only probably fuels new world order conspiracy theories but some even believe not in surveillance or military takeovers but in a one world religion christian right theorists believe in an ancient occult conspiracy started by the first mystagogue of gnosticism and perpetuated by their successors which seeks to subvert judeo-christian foundations in the west to implement the new world order through a one world religion that prepares the masses to embrace the imperial cult of the antichrist they tried that it was called the what was that that they did it back in the day oh the crusades i'm not gonna lie i fuck with the idea of imperial cult of the antichrist i'm gonna be part of that That sounds lit i thought they already have that Imperial cult of the Antichrist. I don't know if it's called the Imperial cult. Well, no, I'm thinking about the Satanic Church or whatever. Well, yeah, there's the there's the Satanic Temple, and then there's the Church of Satan. Yeah, but they tried this with the Crusades, where they tried to make everyone one religion. It just, I don't think it would work. Especially yeah, it not today. Wouldn't. That'd be much, much more difficult. Yeah, that would be the hardest. Like that's the out of all of them, that's the one I least believe would be it. Because people. Also, are really willing to die for their religion. But also, the world in general is becoming less religious. So maybe their one world religion is like atheism or something. Yeah, but I feel like... Or like, uh, what's the other one? What's the... Um, is agnosticism. Uh, when you believe in something, but you don't yeah. believe in a specific religion. So you lose, you lose that specific attachment, maybe, in the future. Maybe that's we're moving towards centuries long. You lose but, that specific attach... Uh, atta- uh, well, I can't speak. Connection. Uh, to God and like Jesus or you know whatever whatever religion the figures are, and you just start to go. There's a figure that has power, and then maybe that's the one world religion. Well, even with the agnostic, they believe in like God, but they just don't believe in a specific religion. Well, they, yeah, they believe in a higher power, but it's non-specific, yeah. which is the whole point. So maybe it's moving towards a more vague. Maybe that's the one world religion. One world religion is a vague. Yeah, power. but they're not going to be like, now I believe in Satan. Like it's just like I don't know. But maybe it's preparing. Maybe they'll be like, "Well, Satan isn't actually that bad," which some people believe. Well, yeah, he plays music. I do. Yeah, you like music though. What? Well, there's a lot of stuff I could get into about about Christianity and the figure of Satan, but that's a different episode. For another year. I don't think people would be happy with that one. Not at all. My family definitely oh. wouldn't. Yeah, well, they already don't like you. 
Another theory is that the New World Order will be implemented through human population control in order to more easily monitor and control the movement of individuals. The means range from reproductive health and family planning programs promoting abstinence, contraception, or abortion, to genocide through war, plague, or even controlled environmental disasters. This theory dates back to the eugenics movement, most notably. These theorists even believe attempts to reduce social and economic inequality through public health programs, including vaccines, water fluoridation, and mental health services, and social welfare programs are part of the plot to impose a socialist or communist regime. Ah, the Thanos theory. Is this the Thanos theory? (laughs) Yes. This is like everyone is afraid of now is like, oh my god, socialism, that's the next communism. I'm terrified. That's the buzzword of today. Socialism? Uh, Yeah. But, um... Here's the problem with this one, right? What? If you don't get a vaccine, you're going to bring polio back. But that's the thing that not everyone believes that vaccines work or are real. And there's that's why that's why the anti-vax movement is considered one of the most one of the biggest threats to humanity. Yeah, because it's like there's a reason vaccines exist so we don't get polio. Like well, so we- we Sorry. talked about it in that in that episode that is missing because the audio messed up about how yeah. how when the US was trying to catch Osama bin Laden they set up a a a fake vaccination drive in the Middle East it was only fake because it was not meant to heal you know give people actually vaccinations even though the vaccinations were real the purpose was to catch Osama bin Laden and when they found out about that yeah. the people there they just began to distrust vaccines as a whole which has led to the comeback of polio Exactly. Man, wait till we come out with our own Lost Tapes series with all the episodes that we've lost. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, that's the only thing, like, the vaccine thing doesn't work. Maybe they believe, maybe, I bet you could go, you could, like, the thing about conspiracy theories is that you can explain something away by just adding something crazier to it. So maybe you talk about the vaccine thing, and then you go, the vaccines, that's how they're microchipping us. They have these mini microchips that they're putting in us when they vaccinate us, and that's how they're watching us. Okay, but here's the thing, right? About the other ones, hmm. I don't know how loudly I can say this. People are going to keep having sex. Uh, yeah, know. but so here's the thing, though. Do you know what eugenics is? Kind of. That's like in the 30s and earlier when, when people were coming to America, immigrants, and they're like, fuck, we do not want you messing up this fucking perfect American race oh, we have yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they like fucking made it so they couldn't have kids. Also... So that's why it starts out, it starts out, hold on, it starts out pretty light because it's like abstinent, which is like, and then it's like contraception. How about that? Condoms and birth control, IUDs, that kind of thing. Does that work? And then it's like abortion, you know, worst case scenario. But then it's like genocide. We're going to fucking kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But like, here's the other thing. Like, even if like the people who get IUDs, that could be the microchipping you. But side note, last thing. Last thing. Is the women? Yeah. (laughs) What? Abortions are optional. Well, you know, it's potentially, not like, you ever watch that? Sh- there's some shit. You know, maybe in the future they won't be. Maybe they'll be forced. Maybe they're like, you have to have this abortion, bitch. Like, yeah. No, abortions are optional, and when you take away the choice for people to have abortions, then you are making a new world order because exactly. that is you're, you're you're literally doing it. 
but it's just for the other yeah, side. Yeah, that's a, that's a, okay. This is a this is a discussion that is totally off, kind of off topic. That's the kind of thing that I find. Um, and anybody that we follow, that listens to us that is conservative or Republican is not going to like it. But it's kind of interesting. I always feel like the right is afraid of big government, but then they always opt for policies that are the most invasive and take away our choice. Like, uh, yeah, like abortion. They always opt for the big government option. And gay marriage and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, that can't happen. Yeah, the, government needs, the government needs to step in in our personal lives in those affairs. But everything else, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, it's so it's it's really weird. The it the world is weird. Yeah, because well, the world like, the world is just a what the what's the word called when you say something and it and it's you the next word is not the same is the opposite. Fuck, what's uh, that called? Parrot? I don't know. I don't it's know. A, it is a paradox, but there's another word I'm looking for. Anyways, continue. But then, like, also, genocide through what the fun fact we've tried that when we dropped a bomb on Japan. So you know plagues you wouldn't have plagues if people do vaccines i mean there's genocides happening right now though because there's like there was like the armenian genocide there was like the stuff in syria which is you know pretty rough there's like the stuff that's happening in yemen yeah but at the same time they wouldn't let that fly in the but u.s you gotta to think be about honest, those- i fuck with population control you know <laughs> you know like like Shit. dwight like dwight from uh from the office Wow, these people here. There's too many people on this earth. We need a new plague. And then also, like, the control of environmental disasters. It's like, okay. That that one's, like, just it's just in there. Like, at least with the other ones, it makes sense. But it's like, okay, you just throw that in. They so that's another tornadoes. theory. Is that, like, is that, like, all these weather organizations we have actually have the power or are creating national disasters? But also, why are they only Our attacking the coast? Why... Why are the Midwest safe? Like, all we have to do is tornadoes. Like, we're not hit by the hard well, because stuff. How, what else? What are they going to hit us with? We have we have bodies of water. Yeah, but Our, you can't have a hurricane off of... You, that's true. what you have. What are those called? What are they called? The, the fucking hurricanes that are in the water. There's a name for them. Oh, tsunami? No, that's a... Not hurricane. Sorry, tornado that's in the water. Tsunami? Tornado in water is called a water spout. Oh, well, okay, here's the other problem, The problem right? is it's, it's probably easier. It's probably They probably play on something that's real, like hurricanes are real, tsunamis are real, earthquakes are real, and they go, they're real, so let's just c- create them. And so you can't really create like a hurricane in the Midwest. The worst you can do is you go, you go here's a little earthquake, here's a tornado. There actually is a gigantic fault line, I think, somewhere in the Midwest, but that just like, it's like a super, it's like if that f- it moves, we're all dead. But also consider this: How many people are in the Midwest compared to the coast? It's just efficient. But also, like, if you have a weather a weather machine, we could do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. You know, like for shits and giggles. At this point, you're like, ah, oh, let me see if I could do it. Turn like if I could do a tornado in this fucking place. I don't know. This just they just it all doesn't make sense sometimes when it gets to like these are the ways they're gonna do it. Like. I don't know. I feel like by by you not allowing some of these things to happen, you are furthering a new world order. Yeah. Because you're making everything fall under one idea. Like, there's no choice. And that's the whole point 
of not having a new world order is a choice. Like you have no choice. There's only one government that makes all the rules. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Well, yeah, human life is contradictory. Yes, we are. And so one one last idea for implementation. Some social critics accuse governments, corporations, and mass media of being involved in the manufacturing of a national consensus or a culture of fear due to the potential for increased social control that a mistrustful and mutually fearing population might offer to those in power. These theories go so far as to suggest mind control as a method for implementing the new world order, with such tactics as sleeper agents, psychological operations, and parapsychological operations. Which is where we get to stuff like MK Ultra and yeah. all that jazz. So it's like you watch a show so much and like they say it so many times and you kind of like subconsciously want to do it. Well, think about how Fox News shifts and in news organizations in general, especially stuff like Alex Jones, how some, how some people just like eat that up and you believe it and you believe it. And it might not even be true, but you get the right people that are in the right mindset and they can control you know the conscious the the the, the i guess not like the conscience consciousness but like the thoughts and the belief system you can you can shape them of these people that are in a, in the right position well people always just want someone who agrees with them so they can use that person yeah or you can just stri- yeah and, and people look for confirmation bias and all that stuff like yeah that. but like even Alex jones has said he's a little retarded those were his <laughs> words not mine not mine look here's the thing fine. listen i'm gonna um, be honest with you I'm kind of retarded. But I'm just saying. I don't know. Uh, the sleeper, because okay, I'll tell you like a story, a quick story from when I was in uh, I was in community college. One of my professors, he was like probably one of the best professors I've ever had. But what he would do is he would like, he would repeat things to us over and over again, like throughout a class. But it, he said that he would do it because he's like, if I constantly repeat this stuff to you, like without you noticing me doing it, you're going to remember it. And they'll slowly like, you know, like a song that you've known, they'll slowly erase that. He's brainwashing like you. Else, you know? Yeah, he was. That's what he said. He's like, basically, I'm brainwashing you guys. But like at the end of the day, dude, we fucking everybody ended up getting like 80s and 90s on exams because it was like we all just knew it. I say, if you think time, about that and you're like, you you don't want i mean you want to learn but like nobody likes to be in class think about it where people are actively seeking this stuff out how much easier it is to then control what they think yeah so it could see i can see it the sleeper agents i do the one thing i like i always have a problem with is like them having like a word that snaps them in but i i can see it but if like you know like on family guy where it's like that italian family at the table next to us is really quiet what if they encountered somebody who said the phrase accidentally? Not possible. The activation phrase was something that no one would ever think to utter. What is it? The phrase is, gosh, that Italian family at the next table sure is quiet. That was like, oh, shit. And then, like, someone would freak out. I don't know. I don't like people having phrases that would, like, make them wake up from being a sleeper agent. Like, like and the, I don't... the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Well, and then also Denzel Washington, just... the Manchurian candidate? American Ultra, like stuff like that. I don't know. It's weird to me. Yeah, well, it might. Maybe it wouldn't necessarily be like that. Maybe there'd be something else that they that they would use to activate them. Skeptics of this idea, the the entire idea of the new world order, 
argue that paranoia behind a conspiracy theorist's obsession with mind control, population control, occultism, surveillance abuse, big business, big government, and globalization likely stems from them holding strong individualist values and a lack of power. Facts. So that's kind of what we were just talking about is that so they, they have the strong idea of how what they should have and then what they are in, in this individualism. And then they also feel disempowered. So they're looking for people to give power to. Yeah. Or, or they're afraid of those that are in power then because they feel like they don't have any. That's a that's a rational fear, I guess. Everyone has a fear of like something they can't control. Exactly. The idea of a new world order is a conspiracy theory that finds prominence within other popular theories, such as Freemasonry, the Illuminati, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, the Round Table, the Open Conspiracy, New Age, the Fourth Reich, and the Brave New World, some of which we will have episodes about soon. That's a lie. Well, we're going to work towards it. Yeah, like we'll at some point have episodes, but they're not going to be soon. You should uh, you should see this episode as kind of like the building blocks for what we can talk about later in Conspiracy yeah. Club. Because New World Order is such a prominent part and pillar of so many other conspiracy theories that it makes sense to explain this one. So that way when we talk about the Illuminati or Freemasonry or any of these ones we just mentioned, I don't have to go, here's what a New World Order is and here's how people feel it's going to be implemented and all this jazz. I can just say, the Illuminati new world order and you you guys you know this episode so and it all makes sense yeah basically bookmark this because at some point we're gonna come back and talk about this again but in a different light yeah but that is about it for conspiracy club this week this idea and theory of a new world order is a little hard to talk about because of how a great deal of other prominent conspiracy theories included in their own theories as such, we plan to have episodes about many of the groups perpetuating New World Order conspiracies soon. Or, as we just said, maybe not so soon, but they're definitely in the pipeline. The next one you can expect will be the Illuminati. A couple weeks down the line, several weeks down the line. But next week, uh, we aren't talking about that. What are we talking about, Amir? Um, next week, I believe we are going to be talking about... Don't hold me on this, but it's it's either going to be the or okay. one of those two. But just be ready for one of them. But yeah, I think that's about it for Conspiracy Club this week. Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, you can join the club by following us on Instagram and Twitter at Tom and Amir. And by liking our Facebook page. Amir, do you have some closing thoughts for us? Wow, the idea of one single government or religion... Or just some shit like that that is the New World Order, outside of it being Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hulk Hogan. It's food, mother. Mother.